Welcome to YarnQuest, a First Nations-led podcast of big stories by little kids. I'm Brooke, your host and friendly neighbourhood storyteller. Join us for imaginary yarns by and for kids. Let's jump in. It's time for an adventure. Welcome back to YarnQuest. This episode, we are yarning all about who lives in the bush. Before we start, let's all get comfy and settle in so we can really imagine these stories in our minds. Our first yarn comes from our bestie, Pania. This one is called King of the Bush, and it even includes some Gamilaray language. This story will be read by Arnie Tully. There is a king living in the bush far, far away from here. Animals live in his kingdom. There is Banda, Kangaroo, Bigabala, Echidna, Wangui, the Wallaby, Mutai, the Possum. She lives in the trees with her Gaingals, her babies. Mayan, the Dingo, protects all of the animals and the king. The king's name is Bradford. He grows beautiful trees and flowers and looks after the creeks and the bargay, the rivers. He helps Marianne, the dingo, protect the animals. Sometimes, if you're really quiet and still, you can see the king sitting high up on the mountain. Sometimes, he looks like a Malian, eagle. The wind blows and the night is cold. He sings us happy dreams. From the bush to our hearts. This next yarn is by Tane, our other bestie. And it's all about when he lived through a drought. I love the bush. It's the best part of country. One day, I even found a bow and arrow in the bush. I like going for walks in the bush. Me, my sister and my cousin build cubby houses out of sticks and we play on the rocks with our dogs. Before my family lived on Gomorrah country, we lived on Queensland Murray country, in the house, on the hill, in the bush. There was a very, very bad drought, so there was no water at all. We were lucky, though, because we had solar power from the sun. We had baths in a big tub in front of the fire. And my mum even heated water on the stove just for us. We had to go into town to get water from the drought relief centre, where people from all over Australia donated water and money for water pumps. When we would go down to the river from our house, the river looked yuck. 
There were only little puddles of water left and dead fish everywhere. The birds were eating all of them. One day, we moved back to our country and there was still a drought though. But then, finally, lots of rain came and now everyone has water again. That's why we have to keep looking after country so we don't have a drought that bad ever, ever again. This story is called The Golden Pear by Grace. Mrs Koala lives in the bush with her family, Mr Koala and her two kids, Rose and Tom. One day, Mrs Koala saw something down on the ground that had fallen out of the tree they lived in. Mrs Koala squinted her eyes and she saw it was Pete the possum. Worried, Mrs Koala rushed down the tree trunk, gripping tightly to the bark with her sharp claws. Hold on, Pete, I'm coming, she yelled. Are you okay, little Pete? She said, out of breath from moving so quickly. Oh, oh, yes, Mrs Koala, I'm all good, said Pete, rather distracted. You see? He went on, still staring off into the bush. I, I was running up the tree when I spotted the golden pear. I climbed out of the further branch and reached out, but just my luck, it fell down and rolled away into the bush. Pete sighed. The golden pear? Mrs Koala asked. I've never heard of such a thing. You've never heard of the golden pear? Pete said. A long time ago? He began, his arms stretched wide in front of him. There were giant animals that roamed this bush, and I mean huge, big as dinosaurs, wombats as big as cars. Kangaroos as tall as the trees. Pete reached up as high as his little arms would allow and he jumped. They were the strongest, fiercest and most powerful animals in this whole country. Royalty of the bush, some mob reckon. And and they got all their power from eating the golden pear. Oh rubbish, that's a story you just made up. You're just trying to trick me said Mrs Koala. Nah, true. Kenny Kangaroo told me last week, Pete said. And I'm going to find it. Then no one will push old Pete around once I'm as big as a dinosaur. And off he walked down the hill and into the trees. Mrs Koala looked up into the tree she just climbed down and sighed. I'll be right back. Pete's got some silly idea about a pair. She yelled up to Mr Koala. And off she walked, scurrying along behind little Pete the possum. On their way, the two stopped by the creek and saw Penny Platypus. When she heard that Pete had almost reached the golden pear, she nervously flapped her tail in the water up and down, up and down. Well, good for you, little Pete. I know I won't be playing any more jokes on you. And off they went scouring every bush and pile of leaves for this magical and what Mrs Koala thought silly golden pear. Pete Possum had his nose deep in some scrub looking for the pear when Will Wallaby came bursting out of the bush, jumping right on Pete's toes. Ouch! He cried, hopping on one foot and almost falling into a gully. What do you think you're doing? I'm going to speak to your mother after this, young man. 
Mrs. Koala snapped. Oh, relax, on. It's just silly old Pete. Will said, hopping circles around Pete. And before Pete could speak up, Mrs. Koala said, He might be little now, but not for long. He ate the golden pear and one day he'll be ten times your size. Will looked down at little Pete with wide eyes, clenched his teeth and hopped off quickly back the way he came. Why'd you tell him that, Mrs. Koala? Said Pete, brushing himself off. I've seen how some of the other animals treat you and it's just not nice. How about we give them a little scare, hey? Keep them off your tail? Giggled Mrs. Koala. She took Pete's hand and led him back towards their home tree. But the pear, Pete said, trying to pull away. I don't think you're going to have to worry about that anymore, Pete. Let's get you home. Come to my place for dinner tonight, hey? And before they reached sight of their home, the bush gossips had spread the story that silly little Pete the possum had eaten the golden pear and should never be messed with again. This is a yarn by Sybil, where she teaches us some history and tells us about her ancestors that live in the bush. Sometimes kids are a bit scared of the bush. Because there can be pretty scary animals in there. But I'm not scared of it. I'm not scared of the bush because, to me, it's nice. And the trees are a part of it too. That's why the trees are important. This is why the trees are good for us. Because they make oxygen. They make air for the people to breathe. Well, mostly everybody. This is why yarn clusters even up. Because you know what happened to the Aboriginal peoples? Just like me and my mum. Guess what happened in Australia? The English government stole our land and they broke our land in half. In the olden days, all the bunch of kids and mums and dads and grandparents, this is how they speak. Jingiwalawalu. We were happy and we had heaps of food and fun things to do. We could dance and do ceremony. We made our own clothes. The girls hunted pops, possums and used the fur to make skirts, shirts and jackets. We said thank you to the possum for giving its life. Bukube Bunyani. And after all the fur was off the possum, we always ate the meat so it wouldn't get wasted. If the possum was a baby or a mummy, we left it alone. Then the English government came into the bush and they chopped down a lot of the trees. But luckily, our ancestors survived. And the Dirawong, Kumana spirit, protected them from the government. Now our ancestors' spirit live in the bush, in the trees, in the mountains, in the rivers. That is why the bush is important. And that is why I'm not scared of the bush. It's time for a fact break with me, Kira. Do you know Australia has a lot of different animals? 
that only live in the Australia bush and nowhere else in the world. Some of their animals are kangaroos, wombats, emus, koalas, and bush turkeys. We also have potteroos, wallabies, Tasmanians, devils, and all sorts of snakes, birds, and frogs as well. We have so many kinds of this native animals in this country. Do you know the animals, all the animals that are native, have soft paws? Most animals that came from other countries that are not native have hard feet. All of the native animals have soft padding on their paws, except for birds, of course. Did you know you, we have the smartest birds in the world that live in the bush? Like magpies. Magpies know how to hunt fish, remember people's faces, and even play hide-and-seek. Did you know we have around of 240 species of frogs of this country? Now it's time for some jokes. What is a crocodile's favourite game? Snap. What do you get across a kangaroo and a sheep? A woolly jumper. What animal can jump higher than a Sydney Harbour Bridge? All of them. Bridges can't jump. Why did the emu cross the road? The proof that he's not chicken. See you next time. Bukube, thank you for tuning into YarnQuest. Don't forget to check out the awesome activity book for this episode by artist Jade Goodwin on our website, awesomeblack.org. If you or someone you know wants to submit a story, idea or voices to YarnQuest, you can contact us on hello at awesomeblack.org or DM us on Instagram at awesomeblack.org. I'll see you for our next adventure. Awesomeblack.org. Comedy, culture, fun. First Nations owned. Supported by you.